Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is February 27th, 2019, about 8.30 p.m. So the combine got done today, or it started with the coaches and GMs giving their interviews. Some good stuff came out of that. Yeah, well, you know what I found really funny is that it wasn't streaming anywhere. Nobody had it streaming. No. NFL Network didn't have it streaming. Buccaneers.com didn't have it streaming. None of the reporters that were there had it streaming. Very weird. That is unusual, especially for Buccaneers.com not to have it. Doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't you? Did learn a lot of information, though. Well, I guess we'd learned information. We, we got... We got transcripts from Pewter Report. Yeah, and they were tweeting out all day, all the, the regular... Rick Stroud, Greg Allman, Pewter Report. Joe Bucks. Joe Buck. But I always want to hear it from the source. Right, I know. Yeah, all the so, quotes just kind of meh. All right, so what did you get out of today? A lot of nothing. <laughs> uh, here's what I got out of it, and this is what our last podcast was about, was that Rick Stroud was full of BS with his article. And... <clears throat> you know, as far as Rick Stroud is concerned, I was of the opinion that it was an opinion piece and that everybody just put, picked it up as fact. But Rick Stroud never came out and said, oh, hey, guys, this is not y'all are taking this out of con- out of you're reading into it. You know, this was just my opinion. He never came out and said that. As a matter of fact, he was quiet on his podcast yesterday. He didn't say anything about Daryl McCoy, which I found very strange. But he took the opportunity today to jump all over the little tidbits that Jason Light and Bruce Arians did say. Uh-huh. He sure did. He tweeted out four or five different things talking about McCoy, which they they brought up. You know, it was it, it sounds to me like Arians and Light just talk up every single player they can. You know, I, I haven't you get this from you know, this is just the new culture any day. Nobody talks bad about anybody. You know, so you have to read in the crap, and it all depends on your biases of what you're going to read into. So, you know, one day I would like to hear a coach go, you know, when they're asked about a player, you know, preseason or whatever, they go, yeah, that player sucks. We're not keeping him. <laughs> they never, ever do that. You can't because, well, and I see their point. Like, you can't show your hand to all the other NFL teams. Right, which makes this a poker game. You know, everybody's giving their poker face, so you don't get anything out of it. Yeah. It's funny. Um I listened to the press conference that Buccaneers.com did put up. It wasn't the full thing, obviously. There was more to it. Um, but Bruce Arians at one point said at the Combine they're looking for, you know, guys and their skill, but also how they do in the interview process, how they interview. You're talking about the draft? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It just stuck out to me that they're looking for those Guys who can speak well and oh, in front yeah. of an audience right. well. Yeah, that's the new NFL. You, it's kind of like with NASCAR. I remember back in the days, man, NASCAR, you had the Burton brothers. You couldn't even understand those guys when they <laughs> talk. They remind me of a Baumhauser or whatever his name was. Boomhauser. Boomhauser from? Um, King of the Hill. King of the Hill. They sounded just like him. I think they modeled that guy <laughs> off of the Burton brothers. But you had, they were all like that. And then along come Jeff Gordon, you know, a pretty boy that spoke well and everything. Now, all the drivers are modeled after him. You have to be able to speak well. You have to be married or at least, you know, not a playboy and all that. But back in the days, these guys were, you know, they were all philanderers and <laughs> adulterers and they were just party guys, you know, but now they're family men and all molded after the same Jeff Gordon-esque thing. So and it's the same thing with football now. You know, you have to be well-spoken. You have to present yourself well. It's not about your physical abilities anymore. Not, that's not... The only thing that matters. Now you got to, like we talked about, the gauntlet. Yeah. There's a lot more to it now. 
Yeah. Oh, by the way, you got to excuse us. Uh, we've been moving all week, and we also uh, both have somewhat of a head cold, so that's why we sound funnier than we normally do. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> sound totally normal. Um, so what else did you get out of it? They, of course, talked up Deshaun Jackson about them wanting to keep him. And yeah. Bruce Arians said they met. And him and right, Deshaun like that was a big thing that they hadn't even spoken yet. And mm-hmm. Bruce Arians publicly came out and said, I want him to stay. And they, the media kind of made it out like he, Deshaun Jackson wasn't returning his calls or something. It was weird. <laughs> Did they? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I think Joe Buck in particular, which it's funny because Joe, ba- Joe Buck actually comes out with probably about two or three articles a day about Deshaun Jackson and how he's leaving. Yeah, they, they and, don't really, they don't like Deshaun Jackson. And he, um, I listened to a podcast from like two or three days ago from before the combine. And this was the Ira Kaufman podcast. Uh-huh. And they said, Oh yeah, just Sean Jackson. He's out of here. And then today Bruce Arians is like, Oh no, we're going to keep him. We want to keep him. Yeah. This is one of those things where you can't trust. It's like politics. Can't trust what anybody says until it happens. Yeah. You just don't know. You just don't know. So the other big one that we talked about. The last podcast was Joe McCoy, that report that came out. Now, Joe Buck fan said that they called some of their sources and verified the report of Rick Stroud. Yeah, and the Pewter report said that they have no verification whatsoever. Right. So, who knows? And But, but Rick Stroud's report didn't say that they were keeping Joe McCoy. Right. Rick, Rick Stroud's report was they thought he would do well in, in a 3-4. Three, three, yeah. Not the Bucks 3-4. Did they say the Bucks 3-4? I don't think so. What was it he said? His his thing. He said that they reviewed film and thinks he they think he's a good fit. Yeah, for the for this game. That's what he said. And you know, everybody blew it up until we're keeping Gerald McCoy. Right. And actually, I listened to the Locked On Bucks podcast, which I don't normally listen to, but I listened to them today. And they were under the impression that Bruce Arians said it. And that's the problem with not attributing the quotes is mm-hmm. that people interpret it a certain way that may not be the truth. And that's why you have to give credit to your sources. Right. Well, and, and Rick Straub did a disservice by his headline was, we're keeping Gerald McCoy. Right. That was the Tampa Bay Times. Typically, a different R- editor right. will do the headlines. Yes. But and in any case, it was a disservice to the article, to the... Right. So at this point, we still don't know. Yeah. It's just that simple. Same thing with Deshaun Jackson. We don't know. Because Light and... Arians both said they want to keep McCoy and Jackson. Right. But, of course, they said that about everybody. Well, yeah, they said we want to keep all of our free agents that we can. Yeah, they're just they're yeah. playing poker. Hell, they even said about Beninock. Like said that, yeah, Beninock basically sucked at guard this year. They never so going to move him to tackle. tackle. Yeah. Yeah, right tackle. About, I, I was all excited. I was like, ooh, they're going to move him to left tackle and get rid of Donovan Smith. <laughs> I don't see why not. He'd probably be just as good, but... They're moving him to right tackle, supposedly. So, so he'll be back up to Dotson or... Right. Well, that's assuming that Dotson's coming back. Right. So we don't know about that we don't either. Know. So, and then Kappa, aren't they moving him to... Or they're going to give him a shot at guard. I don't know. I didn't hear oh, anything about Kappa. Kappa. I was following... Again, because there wasn't a live stream, you kind of have to follow it by Twitter. Yeah, or piecemeal. Be, yeah. So I got that impression. Yeah, I didn't That Kappa was going to get a shot. Don't remember seeing anything about Kappa. Uh, they'll probably draft the right guard in the later rounds or something. Well, and it's a long off season. They probably want to try things out and see how. Uh, everyone yeah, I still does. think we're going to get a potty, a potty, whatever his name is. Like a potty. Yeah, like, yeah, that one. Uh, they also said that uh, MJ Stewart's going to be moved to safety, strong safety or free safety or both. Wasn't he injured a lot last year? No, I don't think so. 
wasn't. It just was a little a too few slow. Games, I think they all were. Everybody was. Yeah. Nobody plays sixteen games anymore, except Donald Smith, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but again, he's there, but not there. Right. <laughs> he takes enough plays off to <laughs> make up for a whole yeah make season up for a whole. of injury. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, Quan. Apparently, he's going to test free agency. Yeah, I think Peter Report said that, too. Yeah, and Jason Light said it, that they've been talking to his people. I think there's some disagreement about what his market value is at this point. So they want to let him go out into free agency, see what the market tells them, and then maybe try to compete. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting one. Uh, You know, he might command more than we're willing to pay, especially coming off an injury. Don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So when is the free agency? It's March 13th? I don't know. You're the one that was in charge of all that. I know. Oh, speaking of Donovan Smith, um, left tackle with the Browns, Greg Robinson, mm. was re-signed for a one-year deal. It's $7 million base salary. That was only a one-year deal? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> could be worth up to $9 million. Incentive-based? Yeah. So, Gosh, I wish they'd do more incentive contracts. I don't know what that is. I'm sure it's a CBA thing, the... Union has really struck that down, but yeah. I, I think guys should be incentive based. I think yeah. they should be the majority of their contracts. Well, it didn't seem to help Brent Grimes. That's true. He had a lot of incentives built into his. Um, well, according to him, he doesn't play for the money. <laughs> right. But don't insult him by asking him to do too much. Because you're not paying, paying him enough. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so this Robinson, he's kind of got similar stats to Donovan Smith, apparently. They're comparable. Yeah, see, I, w- I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be upset if we paid Donovan Smith in that area. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, that's been the thing. You kind of get sticker shock by paying the thought of paying him $14 million. I mean, oh. that's as much as McCoy. Right. You know what I mean? There's no way we can pay him We can't much. afford a whole team of McCoys. I mean, anything over $10 million, I'm just going to freak out. Yeah. But if we franchise him, we're probably going to have to pay him that. Right, exactly. So I think that's... Why they're trying to cut a deal with him, but I've I've heard over the season that he's under the impression that he's going to get top tackle money, right. that he wants top tackle money, hmm. which I do too. Pay me top tackle money, <laughs> <laughs> like come on, <laughs> I'll take fourteen million a year. Hell, I'll take thirteen million a year. I could see your ninety pounds out there trying to block. Some guys. <laughs> I, just, I didn't say I was going to play football. And <laughs> oh, you just want to take the money. I just want the money. Um, they were. Uh, they were very up on Barber and Levante David, Bruce Arians was. He said, somebody asked him, who jumped out at you on tape after watching the Buccaneers players? And he said, Peyton Barber. He's really high on Peyton Barber. Which is surprising to me. I didn't think, I thought he would bring in one of his own run. I mean, he did with Andre Ellington, but I thought that he would, um, maybe go for like David Johnson or something like that. Well, I think Peyton Barber is underrated. Now, I've got this on, our podcast at the beginning of the year, last year or something, where <clears throat> if I don't even have it on the podcast, uh, Molly will vouch for me. But uh, you know, I, I would say Peyton Barber's a really good running back. You know, and if you watch, he got most of his yardage was breaking tackles. You know, there was one where he got hit four times behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, I, I can't remember what play it was. I have to go back <laughs> into my notes. He got hit four times behind the line of scrimmage and still made fifteen yards. Wow. Yeah, it was really impressive. Yeah, I mean, he's a fighter. I like that about him. He just keeps going. He keeps hustling. I didn't know he weighed 230 pounds. Whoa. Yeah, he's a lot he bigger than I thought. He looks small. Yeah. Huh. Big guy. Interesting. Solid. He's How got, tall is he, though? I don't know. 5'8"? 5'7"? 
He's not tall. He can't be tall. No, he's five foot eleven. Wow. Yeah. Is that just off the top of your head? No, I had to look it up. <laughs> oh, an interesting. I'm looking through. I went through today on Twitter and was bookmarking um, headlines as they were coming in or tweets. So, um, Greg Allman, there was a little clip of Jason Light, and he says that the defensive line is deep. Um, Jason Light said that? Yeah, in the draft. Oh, in the draft, There's yeah. It's funny, draft. both of Jason Light and Arians have raved about our tight ends, our wide receivers, quarterback position, even gave props to the secondary on the defense. But they haven't with the defensive line and the offensive line. Those are the two spots where they're saying we need to improve. Huh. Well, maybe they're figuring like but we spent a lot of money on the defensive line um, with not great right. results, and you know we spent what fifty million dollars last year. Yeah, yeah, and, we were the highest paid defensive line in the league, and our results were average. Right, and then so we already got rid of Vinny Curry, and then Bo Allen might be on the chopping block. Goldston, mm-hmm. um, McCoy's a possibility, and so maybe they're looking at more depth. Arians did give props to Vita Vea too. He said he's going to be a not elite. No, I can't remember, but he, he said something like elite nose tackle. He's going to be. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's when he played in college, I think, was a 3-4. So, and more confirmation today that we're moving to a 3-4. I mean, yeah. I think how, it's settled. Anybody could doubt this now at right. this point. Yeah, I think it's common knowledge. It's accepted. But Arians was talking about they play a different version of 3-4. It's not the two-gap. It's and all this stuff. So, yeah. You know, it's going to be a hybrid you know, they're still going to have four, three formations and all that crap, but, you know, the base is going to be a three, four. You know, they're looking to attack. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really seen much aggression on the defense since Shiano. Right. That was back when McCoy had his best year. Yeah. That's, that's the only time McCoy's ever played 16 games without, <clears throat> you know, he didn't get on injured reserve or sit out a game. It was during the Shiano. Era. Oh, really? Yeah. Did yeah, he, he last season? Yeah, he was out for three games, I think. Huh. And... With Shiano, he had uh, nine and a half sacks, had his most tackles. I think he had 32 tackles in the season, some crap like that. I can't remember. His tackles for a loss were through the roof. Oh, yeah. Shiano really emphasized that. Yeah, that was big. on. Yeah, we we were incredibly good at tackles for a loss. Right, that season. Yes. Like way above everybody. I think Levante David had more tackles for a loss in 2012 than most teams did combined. (laughs) Right. That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. It's just one of those stats, though. You know, I wonder if some coaches, like, focus their coaching strategy on stats like that. Like, if you get TFLs, you're more likely to win. or You know what I mean? Kind of like what Cutter did. Yes. Cutter the, was a stat guy. What was his stat? It was the explosive, explosive play. Yeah. That's right. <clears throat> and turnovers. Yeah. Arians did mention the accountability board again today, talking about if, you know, the date at the beginning of every meeting they have an accountability sheet. And, you know, if you – have penalties or you mess up your assignment or whatever mistakes yeah you get on there and if you're on that accountability too more you're either dumb or you don't give a crap (laughs) i love it (laughs) yeah you know definitely i think that's what maybe donovan smith needs yeah and they did say arian said today that everybody on the team needs to be worried about being fired all the time yeah and we have had way too many players on this team that that have never had to worry about donovan smith being one jerry mccoy being another yeah uh, Mike Evans, even you know these guys, but of course Mike Evans produces. Yeah, but the you know these guys have never had to worry about being fired. They never had competition. That's true. Yeah, I mean when we watched that show on the Arizona Cardinals, his twenty fifteen year, twenty seventeen year, no, twenty fifteen, all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, he fired a guy for par- parking in the wrong spot. 
That's right. <laughs> Do, the guy, um, Arian said, you know, don't park in my spot again or you're going to be gone. And this guy was late for practice or something like that. So he parked in Arian's spot. And sure enough, he's gone the next day. <laughs> Arians don't play around. <laughs> so what else did you get from the uh, Combine interviews today? Certainly a lot of canned responses. Arian said that he really wants Humphreys back. So, Well, Light was asked about that because they kept asking about the free agents. He was like, yeah, we'd like to have him back. And somebody asked him, said, are you going to say that about every free agent? And Light right. said yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, they asked about McCoy and then Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They were like, we want to keep the guys that we have. Yeah. And then we want to add more? You can't do that. I know. You got to get rid of somebody. We're in a really tricky spot here. Well, think about it. Um, Jason Light has, since he's been here, always had cat money to play with. So he's always been able to bring in these free agents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the first time in over a decade that we've we've run up against the cat. He's in a crunch. So it'll be interesting to see how he works that out. Well, they're a mess. I can't remember the guy's name, but he does all the finances. In the front office there. The CFO? I don't know if he's the one in charge of, you know, all the cap, figuring the cap money and stuff out, the contracts and all that. But he's done a fantastic job. We definitely never need to get rid of this guy. I mean, <laughs> you look at our dead money. We have... We only have <clears throat> Less like, than 100000 Yeah, 100000 It's the lowest in the league, I think. Yeah, yes, by far. And was it Miami's got the most, I think it was? What's it, like $11 million or something? Good Lord. That's how much free cap space we've got, basically. Yeah. Did you hear about Peyton Barber's SUV getting broken into? I did, and they said that it was all caught on film, and it was like five guys breaking into his car. I wonder if they knew who what they was. were going after and who he was, yeah. Yeah. Or if it was just a bunch of kids acting stupid. Like idiots, yeah. I don't know. Well, they say it didn't get... He, they got the his iPad with the playbooks and stuff on it, but then they, then they came out and they said it didn't have the playbooks on it. All it had was videos, uh, but they locked the iPad remotely. Like immediately. Immediately. And then they came out and they said it didn't have the playbook on it. It had the old playbook on it. So Cutter's screwed (laughs) (laughs) if they get into that. Maybe they were Carolina Panther fans or something. Yeah, speaking of which, (laughs) uh, they're going to release – Carolina Panthers are going to release Captain Mutterland, um, safety Mike Adams, and they re-signed their running back Elijah Wood. I've never even heard of that person. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs more running backs when you got McCaffrey? And who else did they just sign again for big money? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Atlanta. Didn't, they, didn't Carolina sign a running back for big money here recently? I don't remember. Devontae David got married Sunday. That's exciting. Yeah, it is. I didn't even know he was dating anybody. I figured he was, but I didn't know he was getting married. Yeah. It kind of makes me upset he didn't send me an invitation. <laughs> I would have loved to have met him at the when we went to practice. Yeah, yeah, me too. Maybe next year. I think he's the one I want to meet the most. I know. I don't think I even saw him out there, though. I wonder if all the Buck players went. I wonder if any Buck players went. Yeah, I read I read somewhere that everybody did but Deshaun Jackson. Uh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Was that a report from uh, Rick Stroud or Joe Buck's fan? Probably Joe Buck's fan. <laughs> <laughs> Deshaun Jackson haters. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a beautiful wedding. All the Buccaneers... Players were there to support, except Deshaun Jackson, who hates everybody, who obviously hates Levante David, and kicks puppies, <laughs> puts babies on spikes. <laughs> right. Uh, Peter Report said that uh, Beckwith might be done. Yeah, as a career, his ankle injuries just seem like it's just not healing. Right? Yeah. Um, Jason Light said it in his press conference at the combine today. He said that what? He said that they'll know in a month or two whether Kendall can play again. 
Good grief. So it was an ankle injury that he sustained in a car accident. Right. And it required surgery. Man, wouldn't that be something? Good yeah. grief. That reminds me of a player I was looking up today, Jackie Smith. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah, he was good. I liked him. Yeah, he was really good. And then injuries just, he ended up bouncing around the league going to Detroit and. He was here during Lovey Smith era, right? I think. And then he went to Detroit. And then after that, I kind of lost track of him. Yeah. He got he got cut during the cutter area. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, he didn't play anywhere for any significant amount of time. He's out of the league now. He was a defensive end, right? Kind of a small guy? Yes. Kind of like Noah Spence. Yeah. He was a little bit bigger than Noah Spence. But he, you know, he, he racked up, I think, I want to say nine and a half sacks one season and eight the next, or vice versa. And the, the two years he was here as a starter, he, he racked up a decent sack total. Yeah. He was a disruptor. But, you know, again, you know, it's injuries. Yeah. Same with Beckwith. That's just going to be a shame if he never plays again. I know. Yeah, I like him. Would he do well in a 3-4? Yeah, he'd be perfect in a 3-4. Got a correction. <clears throat> I, I said Justin Pawlinski was the only guy that trashes Gerald McCoy in the media. But the really big guy that trashes McCoy is Ian Beckles. Oh, yeah, former offensive lineman. Former offensive lineman from Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's my favorite podcast. Same here. I really like listening to him because he's just... Yeah, he's he just, just he just real. doesn't care. He's so funny. Um, talking about the Robert Kraft thing. Yeah, he was talking about it. And he's like, "Yeah, so we got a rub and tug. Like we've all done it. <laughs> <laughs> I dabbled. <laughs> like what's That's the problem?" Right, yeah. I heard him say, "Yeah, I dabbled that in a little for a while." <laughs> yeah, he's funny, but he does not. He just doesn't think McCoy's that great of a player. And when he heard about McCoy being signed again from Rick Stroud, the reports, he was like, "Eh, who cares?" Yeah. You know, he said, it doesn't matter just as long as McCoy goes out there and uh, ups his game. Yeah, which I agree with. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't care. For, I mean, if we're going to pay him $13 million, he needs to pull in Aaron Donald sack numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Or at least take us to the playoffs. Right. Something. Something. Make can't, it better. Can't say he doesn't have talent around him because Vita Vea. Uh, did I say that Aaron's was high on Vita Vea? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got Vita Vea, JPP, and Nassib. Nassib. You can't say Joe McCoy doesn't have talent around him anymore. I mean, he should really be popping off some good stats. Right. If he's going to be here next year, I want to see him. If we're going to pay him another $13 million, God, we've been paying him $13 million for 10 years. Right? Yeah. Basically. Basically. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, he, he started 123 games and had 54.5 sacks. That's what, uh, one sack every two and a quarter games? Is that uh, right? What did I say the other day? It was one sack every 122 defensive snaps yeah. that he played. And there's usually about 50 or 60 Defensive snaps per game. So, yeah, it's about yeah about every two games. Ooh. I don't know. To me, that's just not worth $13 million, But no. I don't know. Well, I mean. <clears throat> but sacks aren't everything. You know, the, the disruption factor. But that's why I say I think he'll be better playing in a 3-4 dif- defense where he's more out on the edge. Because if you watch him, he goes on the edge all the time. Yeah, he stunts a lot. Stunts all the time. He wraps around or twists, whatever you want to call it. But he wraps around to that defensive end. And. I mean, I mean, heck, if you're going to run out there, you might as well start out there. Yeah. I mean, he's got a quick get-off. That's what everyone loves about him. But he doesn't really sustain it. So he's not – although he's going around the edge, he's rarely catching anybody. Yeah. I mean, they're usually – if the quarterback's there, they've thrown the ball, or the running back's already out of the pocket. Yeah, and you just don't see with McCoy – a power. He doesn't overpower guys. He's, he's a not finesse a player. Rusher. No, uh uh-uh. No, he I mean he's got to trick you. Yeah. And he, he really looks for you to make a mistake. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the sacks I've seen, a lot of the plays he's made that I've seen, it's been the offensive lineman making a mistake. Yeah. 
You know, it's more so than Jared McCoy beating the offensive lineman. <clears throat> Whereas you got Vita Vea. <laughs> I yeah, love well, talking about carries him. the offensive lineman with him. Yeah, he picks, <laughs> he picks one guy up on one shoulder, one guy up on another shoulder, and carries him to the quarterback. <laughs> I'm making this guy sound like a legend. He's got like a lineman sandwich between the quarterback, him and the quarterback. Yeah. But he, he's done that a couple of times. Yeah. Where he's tackled the quarterback or gotten to the runner with the lineman up in his chest <laughs> where he's basically reached over. And then that one game I told I showed you where he actually supermaned over the <laughs> offensive lineman. That was awesome. I, st- I want to get, I never did look at Getty images to see if they had a picture of that. Yeah. Does he have like long arms or something? How do you get your arms around? One, your big old belly, and then an <laughs> offensive lineman's big belly to be able to grab a quarterback. He's got some freakishly like long arms. Oh man, he's he's got the uh, fat man in a little jacket syndrome. <laughs> oh, uh, another fact check correction. Uh, I said that McCoy made as much as Tom Brady last year. He didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. That makes me feel better. Right. How much did Brady make? Do you know? I don't remember off the top of my head. Let me see. McCoy was making what thirteen, fourteen million last I think year. Fourteen. Fourteen million. So Tom Brady was probably making seventeen. Okay. Eighteen. But I looked in Tom Brady's career uh, earnings. Gosh, I want to say they were one hundred and sixty million. Gosh, I'm just making stuff up now. <laughs> and McCoy's is like around one hundred thirty million. Oh wow! So it wasn't that far of a difference. Yeah. I don't know, but thirty million is kind of a big number. <laughs> yeah, if you look at it that way. Yeah. If, if you look at it like us chumps. <laughs> us non millionaires. Us non millionaires. <laughs> us thousandaires. <laughs> <laughs> you got a thousand dollars? Woo! Big money. So what do we got coming up this week? We got the rest of the combine going on. I think that goes through the weekend, doesn't it? <laughs> you don't know. I, think I just care gonna... so little about college. Yeah, it's just such a crapshoot. You just don't know. Yeah, we're horrible about that. And, and plus, there's so many players in college football. Yeah. You're, well, in college football, is so different. Yeah. Especially on defense. Yeah. And there's rarely defensive, good defensive teams. Right. I mean, there are all these high scoring games. And then they, you know, yeah, the offense even plays differently. We're starting to see that going, happening in the NFL now. You know, you're getting these weird offenses that are modeled after college team offenses. But yeah, it's just to me, it's it's kind of like watching arena football. Yeah. I, I, if I was if I had gone to a college that had a football team, <coughs> I might would probably be more interested. Don't know. My last year of college, they got a football team, but I never went. Maybe should have. It was a small school, though. They're like even worse. It's like watching high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, Arians was talking today. This was an interesting one, but he said the you know you have to change. You're teaching so your coaching method based on the guys that you're getting. Mm-hmm. And he said this generation of players, they don't they don't run plays from the huddle. Right. So most of them haven't actually like called a play mm-hmm. and run a play that was called since like Pee Wee. Mm. Like remember RG three, that was his thing. He didn't yeah, run he plays. Had, he had never been in a huddle. Right? Yeah. Or he had never What was that? He didn't have a playbook in college. Right, never had a playbook. Yeah. That's what it was. You're like, how do you get to the NFL yeah. never having a playbook? Right. And I want to say it was Mariota that had – what was it with him? Was it he He never did a huddle or maybe it was – he never played under center, something. Very yeah. strange where I'm like, how in the world did you get this far? Yeah. But, <clears throat> I guess the game's changing. Speaking of him, who do you think is the better quarterback now after four or five years? Mariota or Winston? That's funny. Both of those were – remember it was you can't lose with either one of them? It yeah. Was, yeah. 
How'd that experiment turn out? <laughs> I'd say they're both the same. I don't feel like... Well, Mariota went, has been to the playoffs, went to Mar- the playoffs Mar- last, last Mar- year. Did, did but he was he injured? Yeah, he's always injured. That's okay. the thing with him. He's okay. always injured. Yeah. Well, Jameis is always suspended. Always suspended. <laughs> <laughs> well, he gets injured too. You know, but um, goodness. I don't know. I mean, that's really a toss-up. Yeah, and you look at Mariota does not have the weapons Jameis does. No. He's playing for Tennessee. Tennessee. Ugh. Um, Mariota's just very blah to me. He doesn't give He's you got the, no the pregame speeches you want. Yeah, I want to see him eating some W's or something. <laughs> Eat some W's, Mariota. Hell, assault the Uber driver. Do something. <laughs> Come on. Steal some, You're boring. Steal some crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're going to look back in like 20 years. Remember Jameis Winston? Remember Jameis Winston. But look, we're coming off of Josh Freeman. Ugh. And then Josh McCown. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, at least Josh McCown wasn't a... Problem, but he was horrible. He was bad. He was bad. Peter report. One of my favorite. Trevor, one of my favorite hits of all time. Don't mean to interrupt you. Was uh, Quan Alexander hitting Josh McCown in a preseason game? Ooh. The, uh, Josh McCown had gone to. It was after he played with us. Was it Chicago? Go? I think it was Chicago. Cleveland. Yes, it was Cleveland. And Quan Alexander came around the edge, and Josh McCown was doing his scrambling thing, and he was standing over there getting ready to throw the ball. <laughs> and Quan Alexander left his feet, went parallel, and speared Josh McCown in the <laughs> stomach, and just folded him like a chair. <laughs> One of the best hits I've ever seen. That'd be a penalty now. Yes, it would. Yeah, just he, you looked mean at the quarterback. That's 15 yards. <laughs> I remember that hit now that you said it. Um, Pewter Report, you know, they do their battle plans every year. Mm-hmm. And Trevor Sakema, you know, there's a big thing. People feel like Fitzpatrick shouldn't be James's backup because James is always going to be looking over his shoulder. Right. And that's there's true. I, some, I think there's something to that. Yeah, and actually, Bruce Arians has said that too. Yeah, he said that today. Which I, I there's or, some validity to that. Yes. You want your quarterback to feel like he's safe. And if you've always got someone who. Here, here it is, did we're better, talking about players need. Competition, need to worry, be worried oh, about being true. fired. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, it's a double It's sword, different. I guess, yeah. <laughs> With your quarterback, maybe. It's a special position. In any case. Special, like <clears throat> a short bus special, or? You're not listening to me. What? <laughs> so, Trevor Sakama's battle plan. Sakama? I always do this. I should listen to one of their podcasts so I can learn how to say his name. Trevor, Tampa Bay Trey. His battle plan. He talked about. Signing Josh McCown as the backup instead of Fitzpatrick, which what? first of all, I didn't even know Josh McCown was still in the league. Good. Isn't he like ninety? Lord. And why would you do that? Like he was bad when he was with us. He's not any better four years later, five years later, and then it's that whole thing rehiring someone that you fired. Right. Oh my goodness. Just a bad yeah. Idea. Uh, where? Who? What? Yeah. Wow. He was, yeah. He was just. Making stuff up, coming yeah. up with something to be get some headlines. Well, maybe it was one or Trevor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was. I mean, that was kind of buried in the whole thing. I, I wouldn't mind getting somebody like Teddy Bridgewater or yeah. uh, Case Keenum. Well, maybe not Case Keenum. So you know, somebody who can just fill the spot. Yeah. Like a Mike Clennon, but he was horrible. <laughs> I thought he was a good game manager. Yeah, if you don't mind taking sixteen sacks a game, <laughs> he would not throw the ball to you unless. You had, you were there was no so wide open, you. yeah. You were, didn't have anybody near you within ten yards, and then it was only he would only throw the ball within fifteen yards of the line of scrimmage. So <laughs> he really, he really narrowed down his he, options. He really took the term conservative quarterback to a whole new level. <laughs> I wonder, 
I'm going to look at that. What quarterbacks are available in free agency? Maybe a good backup. We're going to need somebody because I don't oh, think Oh, Matt we're... Schaub. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's with uh, Atlanta, and he's a free agent. You see, I wouldn't mind keeping Fitzpatrick, but because of last year, I think it would just cause too much yeah. worry in Jameis's mind and division in the locker room, whatever. But we need well, somebody I like that. I think just the perception of any kind of controversy. Like, I think that from everything that Jameis has said and from Fitzpatrick, you know, they've said that they have a good relationship, that, mm-hmm. you know, Fitzpatrick's kind of a good good person to have behind you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just the quarterback controversy, and you don't want that cloud looming. Yeah. So we'll see with that. But we, you know, we do need somebody back to it. Who's our third string quarterback? Ryan I think. Griffin. Ryan Griffin. That's okay. They said they're gonna. They they'll probably keep one of them. What? Yeah. There's no way they can keep Ryan Griffin. The guy's never played a snap. That's the last thing you want when your quarterback gets injured or goes out of the game. You just don't want to throw in, you know, somebody who's never played in the NFL before. You want somebody that's got a lot of experience can just go in there and hold down the fort. Or... Okay, but how's he supposed to get experience if you never give him a chance? <laughs> I sound like I just made a job yeah. thing on jobs.com or something. <laughs> Entry-level position, five years experience required. <laughs> We're paying minimum wage. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. So what do you think about the Robert Kraft stuff? Oh, I don't even care. The man, okay. The man's, what, in his 70s? 77, Okay. First of all, I, the fact that he gets to get it up is impressive. That is impressive to me. For one. That he's got that kind of libido. I know. Man, um, that's why he's a billionaire, because, you know, he's got all that testosterone or something. Maybe. And then, so, I didn't remember this until I looked it up. I Googled his wife. I'm like, isn't he married? No, Myra Croft died in 2011. It was a big, sad thing. She had mm-hmm. cancer. They were married for, like, a, 60 years or something. It was a really long time. Right. Now he's dating like a supermodel. Yeah, she's like, like for 25 five or something. She's like 25, blonde, yep. gorgeous. Who just, who just had a child from another guy. In November. While well, they dating. we don't know that. He said, know. yeah, okay, it's from another guy. I mean, it could have been a sperm donor. She could have just wanted a baby. Oh, yeah, he that's couldn't true. have them. That's true. But he did say, I'm not the father. Hmm. But they didn't elaborate. They didn't say what gender the child was. Just that she had one in November. So they've been on again, off again for like five years. <clears throat> But he's still going <laughs> to a little rub and tug. <laughs> Getting service so from, from some little Asian ladies. Which they're saying it's a sex trafficking oh, ring. It's not. I mean, they're saying it's an international sex trafficking Everything, ring. Anything that has but, to do with any form of prostitution is now labeled right. sex trafficking. Well, and the owners were Asian. So that's the international aspect of it. It's just that there's a little Asian <laughs> ladies that own that. They're being held without... Bail. That's crazy. Or one of them, they're they're gonna give her bail, but she's got to be able to prove that the money didn't come from illegal means. Wow. So there's that. Um, they surveilled the place for like six months. Now, if these people are sex slaves, are you really gonna watch them get abused for six months? And that's gotta make you wonder. Yeah, I mean, these they had video. They got a warrant to go in there and install undercover video. So for six months, they've been watching guys get sucked off and to have sex. I think they just waited until they found some prominent people to go, hey. Oh, probably. You know, Maybe. This can justify us, you know, basically spying on guys yeah. getting rubbing tugs for six months. Well, and Adam Schefter said there's bigger names that they caught, bigger than Robert Kraft. Well, there was the, the guy that did an investment fund thing, you know. Oh. C.J. Ward or some crap. I don't know. That's a football guy. <laughs> No, no, Kraft is the most <laughs> name 
Okay, the biggest yeah, mainstream name. name guy. There was a couple other. Oh, uh, so, some guy that was dating a LPGA. No, he was married to her, the husband of an LPGA <gasps> star. Yeah. Wow. Can't remember his name either because yeah. I never knew it. But that's golf, right? <laughs> yes, ladies golf. <laughs> ladies golf. Um. So it'll be interesting to see if they break up. Right. It's going to be interesting to see if Kraft and his girlfriend break up. You know they're not. Probably not. You know they're not. She's not in it for the. She's a, she's a trophy girlfriend or whatever. I was talking to this um, a friend of mine. We after we looked up Robert Kraft's wife and found him with the little fifteen year old honey. Wait, fifteen year old? No, she's like twenty five. Oh. Twenty five year old honey. <laughs> um, I was like. Would you be a trophy wife? And she's like, yes. And I was like, me too. Absolutely. <laughs> like, whatever. And so we came to the conclusion there's women who would be trophy wives and then there's liars. Right. Two types of women. There's two types of women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it, it's just one of those things that everybody knows, but nobody <laughs> talks about. Right. Like Melania Trump. I don't fault right. her for that. Yeah. I don't care. You do your thing, girl. Yeah. And as far as the sex traffic thing goes, you know, they, these got the, the women that work there. I was hearing all these horror stories about how they had to sleep on their massage beds and they ate on them and that's where they lived and all this stuff. But they were free to go anytime they wanted and they won't even cooperate with the police. <laughs> I mean, these girls aren't talking to them or nothing. They've got like 17 translators working on them trying to get them. And they're like, no, we don't. Uh, I mean, whatever. But it, I, I just find it hilarious that you're worth billions and you're going and getting, you know, $50 blowjobs. Right. And then he's like flying into Florida. It was the same day as the AFC championship. <laughs> right. So he had to take his private jet down to Florida and then fly to Kansas City that night. Hey, if you can do it. I mean, <clears throat> must be some really good. Those girls must be really good. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> there's quite a few prominent guys that got wrapped up in this mess. And, they, and that's another thing. They they arrested like a hundred guys in this sex trafficking. Yeah. All of them were charged with misdemeanors. None of them were charged with anything that had to do with sex trafficking. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. And the just legalized prostitution. Get it over. Right. It's the same thing with drugs. Just legalize it. All the owners' charges were related to prostitution. Yeah. Not, not sex trafficking either. Right. None of them. Have, yeah. There's been no sex trafficking charges with any right. of those. So once again, media stirring crap up. That. Yeah. Well. Got to get them headlines. Yeah. Well, fear, I McCoy's, think, makes people... McCoy's click. staying with the team. <laughs> Sex trafficking. That's If you want to get a lot of clicks next time, Rick Stroud, do that. <clears throat> just just say, Gerald McCoy and sex trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to hold we're, we're gonna hold media accountable. Yeah. That's our job. That's right. Fake news. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to start trying to get these out. We, we have moved into our new place, but we're still putting everything up. Uh, Molly has been working three days just on the kitchen, unboxing <laughs> stuff on the kitchen. I do like one box a day, though, so <laughs> I'm not working hard. Yeah. And we have about 20 boxes, so you're looking at maybe the start of the next season. Maybe summer. We'll be unpacked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll probably bring you some combine information uh, with our next podcast. Molly's still got to get the, what are you doing, Carolina Panthers next for the Know Your Enemy? I don't even remember. It's been so long since I said I was going to do it. Well, whatever it is, she's got to get that finished I and do. done, and we'll have that podcast out. Uh, but we'll probably be back up and podcasting. What's today? Wednesday. Yeah. So probably Friday, we'll probably have another episode out uh, this weekend, definitely. So until then, guys, go box. <laughs>